What up, drinkers? That's right, it's another episode of Music and Brews with Brian and Johnny. In this week's episode, we have the wonderfully talented Grace Lear. Grace Lear is a country songwriter artist who is absolutely incredible. She puts the song first, inspired by incredible music of the 90s and stuff, was all about writing good music. And that's what she does. And you could check her out and her brand new single, My Mind's Made Up, on Spotify and everywhere there's music. But uh, she is incredible, originally um, from California, which we kind of talk about. Uh, but she's in Nashville, and she is just killing it. Her music's incredible, uh, super well-written, and like, oh my god, it's just it's super good. So seriously, you guys need to check it out. It's super awesome. She was on American Idol, too, so... Listen, we talk about that. She has a whole story about that. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on all of our socials. And, uh, you know, we've been not posting a ton lately, but just hang in there with us. We got a lot going on. We have an announcement, which is at the end of this episode. And I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, online. So make sure to follow us, like us, and enjoy this episode with Grace Lear. This is Music and Brews. Grab you a brew, pop that top, and let's do it. Now. Oh, hey! Hi. Hello! Oh. And flip sideways, sorry. Hey. Oh, oh, there we go. Perfect. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Okay, I need to pull up the camera so you guys don't see my sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> you know Too what? late, you know what? Nope, we can't do this uh, interview anymore. I think we're both no. in gym shorts. <laughs> you just got, got her nice for Hi, me. guys! <laughs> I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, we yes. too. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I had a full work day. I babysit on the side as like a side hustle. So, you know, just nice. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that works. I mean, <laughs> working. Uh, I get it. <laughs> it works. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. We like dad jokes <laughs> here. Don't She's mind <laughs> It's a she. Huh? You said it works. I said it's a she. No, working. It work. That never mind. We're done. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I get it. Here. I'm with you. Thank you. Where's you guys' studio? Um. Well, we're we're at my place. We're in um, Goodlitzville. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, where are you located? Because you're well, in town, I guess. Right? Are you in Nashville? I'm in Bellevue. Bellevue. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Literally yeah. the opposite direction, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always lived in Bellevue. I just, when I, I moved from California and I needed just a room. And so I went on Facebook, like rooms for rent, Nashville. Oh, yeah. And um, met a there, Kelsey, who had a room. And now we're six years later, we're best friends and still roommates. And like, oh, it wow. worked out great. Well, that makes that nice. Very That's lucky. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a fellow Californian, so I'd love to dive into that a little bit. I have stuff to talk about with that. Absolutely. But first, we always like to start off with a little cheers before we begin. Do you do you have anything to cheers? I have a spin drift, actually. There we go. Is that the ones? What flavor? What are you rocking? What flavor? Lemon. Lemon. Okay. Lemon. Nice, nice. Favorite. I'm so cheap. Good. I do the Kroger ones, just the Kroger generic lime. Mm. Yeah. I usually do. I'm uh, what's um, Lacroix? No, I'm not a Lacroix guy. No. I those are a little too like like uh, uh, 
But like the flavors are are really wispy, I guess would be the right term. Wispy, just mm-hmm. like I'm just like mm, I, don't, I don't get enough of that flavor. I know what's the what's the one that they they have, they have a, like a blueberry acai one. Oh shoot, or acai acai. Um, is it not that one? No, it's oh my god, my brain. is it the like is the, if it like starts with the Z? Is it that one? It's, it's owned no. by it's owned by Coke, which is what's really weird. But um, I can't remember. Huh. Well, um. Huh. There's I'm, I'm, so many. Oh, there's yeah, it's a crazy amount. We'll, uh, we'll yeah, do a fact a lot, check later. This is my favorite. Nice. Perfect. Well, let's cheers then. Let's cheers and then get into a nice little intro. What are you guys drinking? Oh, um, we'll get into we'll that. You're taking into shots. It. We're starting. Oh, with we're the doing shot. a shot. <laughs> Love it. Music and bruise. All right. Yeah. What do I have to like do that? There you go. Yeah. Cheers. 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 <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Barikin, and as always, I have my co-host, Brian Michael. What up, bro? I, you know, I'm one day I'm going to uh, not have a weird way of saying your name every episode. One day. One day. Not today. Not, not I went, today. Brian We'll keep it exciting. Forever. Oh, we'll keep it very exciting. Uh, perfect. Well, let's go ahead. You've already heard a little bit from our guest today. We are super pumped to, to have her on, and we're excited uh, to talk with uh, Miss Grace Lear. Let's go ahead and give a round of applause. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so uh, you've been busy today, you said. You've been doing a lot of, um, lot of work. We were talking about work. Yeah. You're doing um, babysitting. Uh, so, um, cool. You know, yes, you know, being an artist in Nashville, you got to have those little side hustles every once in a while. Um, oh, yeah. Some people are bartenders, some people babysit. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, if I'm not songwriting, I usually write about, I would say like three to four times a week. Um, nice. And if I'm not writing, um, I usually am just babysitting and I babysit a sweet little six month old and it's pretty, it's pretty easy, but um, it's, it makes me feel I have no kids, and so it makes me feel very. I respect just parenthood and motherhood right. so much when I'm like halfway through the day, so exhausted. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, it seems but, mentally yeah. taxing just like watching a baby like constantly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. Yeah. We don't realize how much like without kids, just and it's the same way when I'm around my nieces and nephews. I'll go visit my siblings, and at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm exhausted, and they're like, Yeah welcome go to bed so early that's why we go to bed at, you know 7 30 i'm like that makes a lot of sense <laughs> but yeah yeah i believe it um no that that's sounds funny that yeah you i mean what? that sounds great and satisfying but also yeah that's the the, the, the yes. trade-off well johnny and i are definitely not there yet where so <laughs> let's talk about what we're drinking <laughs> <laughs> we like to start off talking about what we're drinking you kind of already talked about what you were drinking it's um um the sparkly water yes. lemon I'm taking I'm taking a little break this week from the booze just because I just came off of family vacation at my cabin <laughs> in northern Minnesota. And Ooh. when you're on a lake, there's no rules, you know, like you can crack a beer at 9 a.m. and like no one's going to judge you. And no. so it's just like just one of those weeks of just like drinking too much, just like 
constant, like during slowly during the day. And when I got back, I was like, I should probably take a break. So I'm drinking Spindrift tonight, sparkling water. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Lemon is my favorite nice. flavor. Sometimes I mix it. I should have done this before, but every so often, if I do really want a glass of wine, but I'm taking a break from booze, I'll do... I'll fill up a wine glass with some ice and a little kombucha and some sparkling water. And I like, feel like it's just a mocktail. Yeah. But it gives yeah. you that feel. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a wine drinker, but we had, we had some and my wife was going to just toss it. Cause it was kind of old, but I was like, Hey, just don't waste it. Let me see if I could throw some, sparkly water in it and make a little mixed drink out yeah. of it and it was actually pretty great it works pretty easy oh, yeah. yeah or you could always do like sangria or whatever sangria yeah, yeah that would be or it. or just so, what i do which is just say screw it, drink it anyway. i'll drink it anyway Flat and be like old wine mm, but it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's great it's 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 aged aged <laughs> what are you guys drinking uh oh by the way i remembered it's aha the ones that I like. The, oh, that's right. The ahas uh-huh. are the ones I drink. Um, but today I'm being just so well, you got a sparkly basic. Uh, I did. I did White Claw, the the blackberry. Nice. Um, I saw it at the store and I was like, "That's ugly." I don't know why. Well, I the, the the Kroger. There's a Kroger near my house, and there's one that's a little closer to where I work out. And the one where I work out has tons of insane beer, but I forgot to stop by there. So I went to the one by my house and it doesn't have that big of a selection. So mm. I kind of was like, well, it's any, any of the, the normal, you know, like domestics. Uh, and then I saw that and I was like, that sounds nice. very tasty. I'd love me some blackberry. Anything blackberry flavor. I really like. Yeah. That's probably my least favorite you flavor. You idiot. <laughs> but I'm going to be the auto one out. Y'all, y'all black, got... Is it blackberry or black cherry? Uh, this one is black. Are you saying blackberry or black cherry? This was blackberry, and I anything black cherry also. I do love black cherry, but this one for some is is blackberry, and it's in the love it, black cherry. Yeah, and, okay. and the, in the it's in the same realm of flavor profile. Yeah, but nice. black cherry is my favorite. Yeah. but that one has to be truly the the, the not the not the white claw one. Nice. We're connoisseurs, yeah. apparently. The, the seltzers. <laughs> Seltzer connoisseurs. Nice. Well, Love it. I'm the odd one out. I'm drinking I'm drinking beer. But this one's local. This was uh, Music City Light. Oh, shit. That's right. It's been a while since I've seen this. I love a Music City Light. It's They sell it at bars. It's usually the cheapest beers in Nashville, if you could find it. Wait, them. they sell beer at bars? Oh, God damn, Johnny. <laughs> Aren't you a bartender? You don't do that there? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. That's my thing. It's light. It's crisp. It's local. Yeah, that's what I. So I'm going with that. And then we shot right. a a, a disgusting <laughs> watermelon uh, gin. So uh, oh man, but Wolf. yeah, exactly. So hey, it's delicious. <laughs> it's refreshing, as they say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's dive in. Yeah. Um, so Grace. We'd like to maybe just start off, like, tell us your a little bit of your history, how you got into music, and where it led you now, and we'll kind of go from there. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, okay. I, so I'm originally from California. Um, We're in I California. grew up in a small town called Danville. Um, it's like the East Bay. So, um, yeah, yeah, Northern California. Northern and um great little town of danville um you know i was the baby of four and i started singing at age six um i i mean i would always sing around my family like when i was probably like four but then 
six, I did my first grade talent show and I just absolutely fell in love with the stage. It, I can like still feel that little girl that had a microphone in front of her and an audience in front of her. And I still feel those same butterflies every single time I get on stage. Um, and I feel like that's like where I caught this passion for music um, was just being on stage. So that's my favorite place in the whole world still to this day. Um, but after that talent show, um, I wasn't very good in first grade. No, there was like not, nothing special. But then third grade, I sang Summer Over the Rainbow at that same elementary school talent show. And that's when my parents were like, okay, she can like kind of sing. So let's get her into some voice lessons and see if this goes anywhere. And it just took off from there. I just, I was in voice lessons every single week, working with a vocal coach, practicing songs, you know, working on my stage presence, um, working on songs. And then I auditioned for American Juniors when I was in fifth grade. Uh, so I was 11 when I was on this like kid version of American Idol. Oh, cool. um, so it was kind of like my first experience with, I guess, you know, these reality TV yeah. um, talent shows. And um, that was a great experience. It taught me a lot. But at the same time, I was pursuing this music passion. I was also playing competitive soccer. Um, so at age 11, around the same time I did American Juniors, I was really getting into competitive soccer and absolutely loved the sport. I loved everything about being on a team. I loved, you know, just this idea of having a goal in mind and trying to achieve it <laughs> and goal. scoring goals, scoring goals was like all I ever wanted to do. I was just, I was a forward my whole life. Um, oh. I never played any other position. I was just like, I just want to be in the, if my coach tried to put me as a defender, it was, I, I was not staying where I should stay. I was always trying my way to Funny. try and score. Um, so that was never going to happen. But um, yeah, I, I was, my whole life was just this balance of, I knew music was going to be the end goal for me. I knew that's where, like, I kind of always felt like soccer had a timeline and music was going to be my whole life. Um, but I'm, I don't know how to do things less than a hundred percent. So I was just going full force with both of those passions of mine and being a student at school and just being a normal kid and like, you know, about life and friends and boyfriends and just like enjoying my life. So I ended up graduating high school and I was lucky enough to receive a scholarship to play at UC Berkeley in California. Um, and I played soccer there for four and a half years and, um, was also honored to be captain in my senior year, graduated and was like, okay, now that I've checked all these boxes, I'm going to go after music. Mm. Um, finally. And I, I never stopped singing. Like I always was still always in the forefront, but I just kind of felt, I don't know if it was society or my family or what this just kind of feeling of needing to check these boxes of like graduate from high school, go to college and get a degree. And then you can go after what you want to do, which is totally backwards, but I'm grateful for the experience and, and how it shaped me as a person. But anyway, I started a band in San Francisco after I graduated um, a country band with a friend of mine. And then we moved to Nashville kind of with that same band in 2017. Um, I was working at a sales job, did American Idol. And now I do music full time and have some side hustles. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um, I put out my first record last year, last September. It's going to be almost a year since I put out my first EP. Um, yeah, that's kind of synopsis of my 
journey so far absolutely. in this crazy music industry that I am very grateful to be a part of. Yes, absolutely incredible. Well, to start off, I would love to actually discuss California, which seems weird, but yeah. I think because me being from California too, um, I know in Nashville, you say you're from California. I like, not gonna lie, sometimes like if I'm playing a cover gig or something, I won't say it <laughs> because Smart. people just get really judgy with it, which is interesting. But mm -hmm. I don't know, if, uh, do you have that same experience or people like, oh, you're from California? Do you ever get that or? Really. Um, sometimes, sometimes. Um, but I mean, I've also been here for six years, so yeah. I don't know. This feels like home to me now. Totally. And, um, like 100%. When did you move here? 2016. 2016. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? So I don't know. I mean, but I, I get what you mean. I feel like there, I think, well, it's funny because when I first moved here, I didn't get that judgment at all. And then in Same. 2020, so much of this California wave came in and I Fair. think kind of same <laughs> made it a bad yeah. rep. So that's why I asked when you moved here. Um, because yeah, I didn't start getting that weird judgment until recently. So, yeah, I agree with that. Actually. That is interesting. But, um, I was going to say though, I think, I think there is this thought that like California is like this, um, it, it's not country or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and I find it interesting. I was listening to you and I was like, man, this is like, so country sounding like more so than a lot of the other stuff that you hear out there and i'm like that's so interesting and then mm -hmm. i find out oh she's from california how funny yeah and then you well, thank you yeah and then i saw that you did that cover of dwight yoakam and dwight's oh. one of my favorites uh uh country guys in general but also californian country so it's like i think people mm -hmm. don't realize like there's a lot of country there and you being from northern california can you kind of like tell me about how country um, was influential for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally know what you mean. And thanks for pointing out A Thousand Miles From Nowhere. That is one of my favorite songs ever, Same. too. That's why I yeah. chose that as <laughs> the cover for my EP. And um, anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like for me, I got influenced by 90s country as a young at a young age. And like, I definitely didn't live, you know, yeah, I think there's parts of California that are super, super country. And I mean, there's lots of farming and the more north you go, like the more country it gets. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was honestly, I grew up listening to a lot of the Dixie Chicks. Oh my gosh, uh, Shania Twain, Jody Messina, Martina McBride, like all of these kind of 90s powerhouses for me were really influential to me as a vocalist. Um and just the the stories they were telling. I mean, the Dixie Chicks Fly record, I probably played oh, that so over and over and over again in my boombox. My sister and I yeah. scratched that CD up. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and then there there were there were people like, yeah, Dwight Yoakam and and Merle Haggard and you know, Patsy Klein and Johnny Cash. I mean, I just heard their records, I heard their music, I heard things on the radio, and I don't think that it's really where you're from deciding whether you're country or not i think it's just what you love and what you gravitate towards and country music is universal and it's real life and it's telling stories and i think that's why i fell in love with it and as a songwriter when it comes to my music that's what i always try to bring into my music yeah just that authenticity yeah yeah i agree with that that was for me too the storytelling is what really uh, pulled me in like John Michael Montgomery for me and Alan mm -hmm. Jackson and stuff. That was my thing. But oh, yeah. you said something that reminded me of a, of a quote I was reading in your bio about um, how you were going to do a song. And I think it was, 
I can't find it, but I think it was your mom or something said, listen to the lyrics or read the lyrics or something mm -hmm. like that. Can you talk, can, mm -hmm. can you tell that story and how that was influential? Cause yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. So I was singing, um, I was getting ready to sing wide open spaces, oh. um, by the chicks for, um, a talent competition. And I remember so vividly being in my living room, I was probably 11, like 11 or 12 in my living room. And I had like the karaoke track to the song in my boom box and I was singing it. And my mom printed out, she went to the printer, printed out the lyrics and was like, come sit with me and read these lyrics. Like you need to understand what you're singing. Like, what is the story you're telling? What exactly are you trying to convey to the audience? And at 11 or 12 years old, it's kind of hard to understand, but I will, I will never forget how much that impacted me as a performer because in, and now as a songwriter, of course, now when I'm sitting and writing a song, I have control over the words and what I'm saying, but I didn't start really writing songs professionally until I got to Nashville. So up until that point, every single song I sang as a cover was like, what am I, what am I, how am I trying to make the audience connect with this? Yeah. What, what am I trying to get them to feel? Because as a, as a performer and an artist, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so special what we do. And it's so crazy that we're chasing this dream where we're, and it's kind of silly when you think about it, like we're just standing up on stage with a microphone, like entertaining, but at the same time, it's so special that we can stand up there with a microphone in our hand and make people feel something and make people understand that they're not alone and tell a story that they relate to and help them maybe realize something that they didn't before until they heard that song. And I don't know, I think at a young age, I, I learned how important um, not just singing is, but really telling a story is on yeah. stage. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's something we talk about a lot yeah. too, is like um, the difference between a songwriter and an artist. Well, you're, you're both. So yeah. <laughs> that, well, yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, so, so it is interesting that like, um, that you could, you could pull from your, your performer self to, to, to portray your, your own lyrics, which in itself, uh, maybe that's another question. Like, I think sometimes like writing a, a, an honest song and then performing that, it feels like you're just like opening your heart out <laughs> to everyone mm -hmm. to hear. Is that, is that something that you struggle with at all? Or it sounds like you don't probably. It's very <laughs> vulnerable. It's vulnerable for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, I feel like it's the same as an actor who has to go on camera and, you know, take into consideration what the character means and what story they're trying to tell. And they're trying to show that within their performance. But for me, if it's a song that, that, like I have a song called meant to be on my record that is like, well, and I mean, I have a lot of songs on that record that are fully true stories. Broader girl is probably the most true story ever, but it's not really a super sad song meant to be is like, I wrote that after a guy ghosted me and I was just so, I remember that whole weekend being like so confused and so just like, just, confused and felt like crap and didn't know what else to do, but to talk to my friends and drink a ton of wine and just kind of like work through my feelings. And so that following Monday I wrote meant to be, cause I walked into the right um, with Jared Hampton and Tate Howell. And I was just like, guys, I just have to tell you what the hell is going on with me. And like, I just need to get it off my chest. Yeah. And it turned into that song. 
And so for me, when I perform that, I think what helps me, what you're, what you're asking is like, how do I, um, like that vulnerability, is that okay with me? It's totally okay with me because I know when I sing that song, somebody in the audience has felt that or is feeling that. And I know that I'm helping that person heal or I'm helping them work through their feelings or realize something meant to be when I sing that. And then my newest single, My Mind's Made Up, um, when I perform that live, the amount of girls and guys who pull me aside afterwards and are like, oh my gosh, I've been there. I've been that person. It just helps me feel less alone, honestly, and them feel less alone, which is what music is about. It's about bringing people together. So absolutely, I love that part of my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the connecting and helping heal and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to think absolutely. about it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. No, that's absolutely amazing. And and uh and I, I that's a, it's really weird and interesting in the city like like the amount of people that struggle to be able to sing sometimes their own songs because they can't mm. put that artist face on. Yeah. And be able to portray even if it's their own. So having like yeah, you have a you have a, an amazing ability for that then. Because yeah. sometimes it can be hard. Thank you. <laughs> shout out, shout out, mom. Shout, shout out, mom. Shout bro. out to right. mom. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Just, uh, yeah. were, your, were your parents musical yeah. at all? Oh my gosh, no. But my dad is actually—he's probably where I get that kind of stage presence and confidence from. My dad's actually an actor um, in LA. Oh, cool. Um, but he like studied musical theater in college. Yeah. And so once he kind of started noticing how much I love music and wanted to do this, um, he actually managed me for a lot of my childhood years. And, um, he just taught me a lot about the business and, um, networking and being professional, um, and being professionally persistent. Um, and, and I mean, but, and he just, he would, he would, um, oh my God, this is, I just like remember this right now. Um, cause <laughs> no, they weren't musical, but my dad, when I would do shows, when I was little, um, he would write out a script for me of like how to talk in between songs. And that's literally cool. how I learned how to talk in between songs. And no way. It is, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. my dad, but he that's would amazing. put like jokes. He would put like, he would, <laughs> like, it'd be like the song. I wish I could find it. It would be like the song. And then in like all caps, it would be like, hey guys, how you doing out there? Hey, did you hear that the Giants won last night? Blah, blah, blah. Like you like wow. tell me what to say to that's keep cool. the audience oh, engaged absolutely in between amazing. songs. And for yeah, a 13 year old, like how are you supposed to command an audience? Like I, I wouldn't know what to say in between. So right. I would have that script up there with me and I would like have talking points in my brain. And still to this day, if I have a show, my dad will like call me on the way or he'll text me and say, Hey, make sure to bring up this. Hey, make sure to talk about this. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, so, <laughs> so, so are they still really involved with, with, um, with your, your music career as well? Like, like, oh, do they yeah. Follow oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. my mom, my dad, but they're both in California. Um, but my dad's in Southern California, still pursuing acting and he's 72. Oh, um, still just, chasing it and he's you know him and i both have this just kind of like chase your dreams you know screw it let go for it kind of yeah. mentality um my mom my mom is the i have like both of their sides my mom is the um kind of grounded realist she's uh yeah. she's a physician <laughs> assistant so she works at a hospital every day and nice. saves lives and she's very you know smart and was like 
and you know this is kind of the the strategy in terms of being smart with my career whereas my dad's like god in the spirit in the sky go for it you know like my mom's like wait a minute taxes finances yeah yeah like has your dad been been anything Uh, like cool um i know um my dad has yeah i mean he's done a lot of commercials lately cool um yeah but when I was and but when I was little, he wasn't really doing it. Like he didn't pick up acting fully until um, like his sixties because wow, I don't know. Just like he was in, he had four kids. He had was at working in sales, and then you know once he kind of realized like we're all grown up, we're good. He I remember him being in Chicago and not really kind of figuring out what to do. And I was like, why don't you get back into theater? And like, is there like some theaters in Chicago that you could go and just like just for fun? He's like, that's a good idea. And then it turned into like a couple months later, he's like, I got an agent. And then a couple months later, he's like, I'm going to do a commercial. And blah, blah, blah. So wow. That's it's, awesome. it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, but yeah, he's done. Yeah. Lots of commercials lately, but he's been in like a Netflix thing and he has something right now on Amazon prime. Um, cool. yeah, proud of him. That's, oh, super cool. that's incredible. It's never too late. Never too, never too late. It really is no. not. It really is not. God. Um, he actually just did. He did a podcast, um, called, um, being golden. Um, and it's with Lemonada Productions. Um, okay. And it's mm-hmm. literally, it, they followed all of these seniors um, who are kind of like, whether they're chasing dreams like my dad or whether they're like trying to find love. And like, it was really cool. It highlighted, you know, kind of those golden years and those later years in life feeling mm-hmm. like you still have a lot left to do and you still have a lot yeah. of life to live and it's not over, you know? Oh, yeah. So That's really yeah. cool. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love oh, my parents. Cool. They're very supportive. All my family is very supportive. No, oh, that's amazing. Uh, I was going to change the subject. I was about bit. to too. Oh, yeah. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah, Jay. yeah. How about you? Well, you back the fuck off for a you. second. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we 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 were roommates and best friends for a long time too. So as you were saying, so now we now we hate it. each other, but yeah, yeah. You know, but in a loving way. <laughs> but we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, well, let, uh, we're going to take a little, little, um, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little right turn. Detour. Uh, a detour. Well, more a little, I'm more like a right turn. Okay. You know, a hard, hard turn. No, what's that? Hard left. Hard, hard left. Um, I was thinking right for some reason in my brain, yeah. but um, going over to the, the, the thing that really kind of was kind of um, pushed you forward a lot in, in music uh, with American Idol and everything before we talk about your, your album. I <clears throat> uh, would love to hear a little bit about your experience because you went far. You you went like like a lot farther than than most <laughs> of America as a whole. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so you want me to talk about American Idol? Yeah, give us a little bit about yeah. your experience. Yeah, there. no, I mean, oh my gosh. Well, it was it was it, American Idol was. Ex- I'm so extremely grateful for that chapter of my life. Um, it's the reason I even put out a record. It's the reason I got my first record deal that I'm able to do music full time, basically. Um, so I'm very, very grateful for that experience. It was an interesting time because it started off, um, in 2019, my whole audition process was 2019. Um, and then when we were getting ready to leave for the live shows, which was March of 2020, um, we were hearing buzzes right i know it just like makes you it's just like wait 
we were starting to hear buzz of COVID <laughs> and, and this, you know, you know, a virus that was going around and the producers were like, Hey, you know, we're going to send you out to LA, but just everyone be careful, blah, blah, stay safe, be healthy. And we were in those apartments for like two, maybe a week or two. Um, and then they, we were like, I mean, so this was top 10 and, um, getting ready to, no, sorry, top 20. This is getting ready to do the live show. So 20 of us are there. Um, and they brought us into a room and they were like, we have to send you home. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a stay at home order. Um, we, we have to send you home. So I actually decided to go to California to just, cause we were already in LA. It was like, well, I don't know how long this is going to last. So I'm just going to go to my mom's and hang out there and, and see some family. So yeah. I went to Danville to my mom's house. And, um, then like a week or so later, they brought us all on zoom and they were like, we're going to do the shows from home. Yay. And, we're <laughs> wow. like, what are you doing? and so we just had no idea what we were getting into. It was just so crazy. So like, not what I expected, you know, you go into American Idol and I was, I had, I never expected to make top 10. I never expected to get as far as I did or for it to just be such an amazing experience. Like yeah. that first audition, if you've watched it, I am just bawling my eyes out. Genuinely so shocked that they were so nice, so encouraging. And it was such a validating moment for me as a 28 year old at the time, artist, singer, just dreamer chasing this crazy dream. And everybody thinks it's never going to happen. And finally in that room for the first time in a long time, I'm like, I'm not crazy. Okay. Like this is real. This could yeah. happen. I'm not an idiot for moving to Nashville. I'm not an idiot for chasing this dream. And it was such, so cool. So that was kind of the feeling throughout the whole thing. And then when I made top 40 and, and top 20, it was just so cool. Um, so to feel this kind of, if you, have you guys read the book green lights? by Matthew McConaughey yet. Oh, no, no. no I heard about uh, it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so it's good. Great, yeah. So that was one of those years I describe it in that way of like, it was like green light, green light, green light. Like everything's good. We're good. We're good. And then all of a sudden when the stay at home order happened and they said we were going to do the show from home, it was red light. Whoa, what's happening? How do we turn this red light green? How yeah. do we make the most out of it? How do I just continue to... um you know, just be my best in this moment where, I mean, I started off this, the, your guys' show by saying the stage is my favorite place in the whole world. And yeah. so that was taken right. away from me not being able to be, and that was why I was so excited for the live shows. Cause I was going to have a band. I was going to have a stage. I was going to have an audience and like really do my thing. And I was so excited for that. Um, and so it just kind of, it altered that mentally, yeah. but it was the same for everybody. And I just kept remembering, I, it was a scary time for everyone. People are sick. People are dying. My mom is working at the hospital at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, she was frontline and I'm watching her go to the hospital every day and come back and we're in this quarantine and we're washing her hands like crazy. And I just kept being like, wait a minute, I get to still do what I love, record a national television show from my house. Don't know how I'm going to do that. And I get to bring entertainment to people that are really scared right now and really bored at home and just have fun with it. And that's what I just kept thinking of the whole time through that. Um, and when I was, I was lucky enough to make top 10 and it ended and I got eliminated. We were in quarantine for a little bit long. I probably stayed at home for like another month. And then I went back to Nashville. Um, but I just remember ending the show 
and I decided to quit my sales job. I called my boss and I was like, Hey, he's like, are you calling me a mate? Say you made top, top seven or something. And I was like, no, I got eliminated, but also I quit. And he's like, <laughs> I was expecting this. Wow. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. It was yeah. just that moment of, I have no idea how I'm going to make money. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I am so done with this nine to five sitting in a cubicle desk job. I ha if I'm going to actually go after music, I have to do it now. Yep. So I just kind of threw up my hands and like, here we go. Uh, and like, not only a few days later, I got a call from red light management, um, who wanted to talk about managing me and by, helping me by with the next way, step. How weirdly like coincidental, like you're thinking about the green light, red light. I never made Whoa. that connection. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Whoa. Whoa. I really never made that connection. That That's weird. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, the management thing happened and then, you know, it was all, all kind of crazy in terms of the, um, signing my deal with 19 entertainment industrial media, which is American Idol's label and figuring out the publishing stuff. And, you know, then it comes all the nitty gritties of the music yeah. industry. Um, but again, like none of that would have happened. And I feel like even in a weird way, the universe still kind of had this plan for me, even if that, the pandemic and having to perform from home was not totally what I expected of the show. It still gave me this just platform and this kind of jump start to, you know, be with the right people and figure out, you know, how I take this career to the next level um, and really go for it. So I'm um, American Idol, I think is one of those, probably I'm biased. It's my favorite reality talent show only because my experience on there, they are so encouraging about you just being yourself. And anytime someone asks me, oh, I'm auditioning for American Idol. What advice do you have for me? What should I do? It's so cliche, but being yourself is the, the only way to do that show. Honestly, any talent show um, on television, but I feel like the way that I was throughout that whole show was, you know, I, when the producers wanted me to sing a certain song and I didn't want to sing and I said, no. And if I wanted to, you know, and I, I just was completely myself as grace and as an artist and mm -hmm. I knew who I was. And I think that's sometimes if you enter those shows too early, like I, I had before in the past and you're not really there yet as an artist and you don't really know, you know, what exactly, not just are you country or pop, you know, if you're country, what, what's your country thing? What's your lane knowing that and your brand and your look and you know, what your values are. And I think doing that show at such a, um, a later stage in my career and my life was really helpful. So I am so grateful for Amazing. American Idol. <laughs> Go ahead. We both breathed in. <laughs> That's the Sorry. sign of when one of us wants to talk. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> so that, that, makes me think um i think it leads into something because the authenticity thing is something we talk about a lot on, yeah. on here and not just you said for any talent show i would say just uh to be successful totally. in general <laughs> like yeah music, i work on it yeah. now I'm, yeah. I'm even now you know you're still and that's ever changing you know you're you're not i'm not the singer or the performer that I even was on that show anymore. So it's ever changing, but yeah, to yeah. your point, no matter where you're at in this career, it's always asking yourself, like, is this me? Does this feel like me? Is this song something that I really want to say, you know, 
And if the answer is no, then go, you know, run, <laughs> right? change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's hard to do, you know, you have a lot of opinions and you have a lot of, you're also, it's hard not to compare yourself and to say, oh, well, that person's doing that or that person's putting out those types of songs. Like maybe right. that's working. Maybe I should try that. It is so hard, especially with social media to yeah. not do that. To not compare. Um, yeah. 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 Or, or copy or totally or whatever. Like, um, you know, it's so funny. I was just, I was just saying today, like, um, and this to, to lead into the next kind of topic, I think your, your style, you know, your lyrics and stuff. So like, uh, so, so visual and like songwritery, if you will, storyteller, storytelling E. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Cause just <laughs> when I first moved here, um, there's a girl I know that used to write like that. And she got very mm -hmm. frustrated and said, this isn't like, I hear this crap on the radio, whatever, all upset. And you know, now that person isn't in Nashville anymore. They don't do music, whatever. But I think it's interesting because it, because if you just be yourself and if you just stay true to what you're doing, you just don't know because that, because this songwriter, the songwriter style and stuff, it, it is, it is very big right now. People like mm -hmm. love that, love true lyrics, three chords and the truth kind of uh mentality whatever and I, I like your style of music like the the storytelling the um the honesty of it the hooks are super cool like that um does that is that something um was that always your style or is that something because it could it, it is a very natural songwriter feel to me <laughs> um mm -hmm. if if we have that feeling that that's kind yeah. of my mentality of it is that something that mm -hmm. that grew when you moved to nashville or or can you talk about that yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words about my music. I appreciate that. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I think that just comes from the music that I love. I mean, I, that's what I like to hear, you know, I, I definitely love the ever so often, you know, because I love to perform live. I, I love the honky tonk fun, get on your feet, oh, let's yeah. dance. Let's have oh, a good yeah. time song. Like I love those as well, but I think it's, when I hear a song from, you know, like I was just saying, you know, even the Martinez or the chicks, um, but even now, like the Laney Wilsons and the Ashley McBride right. and Miranda Lambert's like, um, and Zach Bryan and Chris Stapleton. I mean, you're hearing these, these words and these lyrics and these real stories that um, I just love. And so if I love it, I feel like other people are going to love it. Um, and so I just, I just want to write songs and, and music that I love. Cause I feel like, and, and that example of your friend getting frustrated, it's so true um, because for, but it's changing though. For a long time, the radio was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? You know, like it was yeah. the same, yeah, yeah. same kind of, not to be offensive, but like some, yeah, it just was not, not true. It wasn't real. It wasn't right. like the, yeah. I don't know. But um, I think that is coming back. And I think, I think people just want to feel heard and they want to feel seen. And I think if I can do that with my music, even if it is those fun songs, you know, I love Megan Maroney for that reason too. I think she has such a great way, even with her kind of cheeky fun, you know, I'm not pretty her newest single. It's, it's like, hmm. you, you know, people feel yeah. that way. And, and I think she has such a clever and fun way to of doing it as well. So, yeah. but yeah, I think, I don't I think I was ever taught that. I think it's just, we all naturally, love the certain music that we love and i just try to you know make yeah. shit that's real 
Yeah. Uh, well, on this, I actually like I'm bringing it back just a second because I was going to ask this. When, so during your your time uh, during the pandemic and everything, so you you said you only started writing when you moved to Nashville, and if you and so you almost write like pretty quickly. If I'm making the math right, you pretty quickly immediately went to do American Idol, mm-hmm. and we're stuck in in California, right? Mm-hmm. Like what? So during that pandemic, during that time, were you writing a lot? Was that where you developed a lot of of mm-hmm. the songs and doing all that? Yeah. So when I, I mean, I would like. I feel like I started writing poems and stuff, and I was very much like a, and still to this day, I'm very like a pen to paper writer. So I was doing that when I was like nine years old, but. I didn't start writing music until I graduated from college um, in my first band that I put together in San Francisco. My friend Kyle and I kind of collabed and we would co-write a lot of the songs for the country band. Um, so that that's kind of how I got to learning it. And then when I got to Nashville, you know, you're writing even more with just Nashville songwriters. But after American Idol, um, with the kind of the connections I made and the people that... Um, I, I connected with just got me in the room with incredible writers um, yeah. who are all over that first EP. And that's when I was really in like the Nashville writing room. Cool. Um, are you guys songwriters? Oh, do you yeah. do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, then we need to write together. But um, <laughs> well, we more also, produced than anything, but he's a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah he we, went to Belmont amazing. to do um, music. Oh, yeah. uh, I, did, I did composition and arranging. So I do more writing yeah. and, and producing that yeah. side. Yeah. Cool. Well, we need to get together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know how it is. Like the the official, like, set up the right, 11 o'clock, sit down. What are we doing? Vibe. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't do that until after American Idol. So I remember being like really nervous for those first few rights, but I knew what I wanted to say. I knew like what I wanted this record to be. I was going through stuff. I was single, I was figuring it out. And I was just pulling all of that that was going on in my life into the room, trying to do that every single time. And I feel like I remember at one point telling my producer, Dan Fernandez, I was like, I had written you know, I was like just grinding sometimes twice, twice a day writing and every single day, sometimes on the weekends. And I remember telling him, I'm like, Dan, I feel like I'm going to run out of ideas. And he's like, Grace, seriously, you're never going to run out of ideas. <laughs> I was like, but I feel like there's nothing left to say. And he's like, no, if your life is continuing, then like you're going to find things to say. Oh, yeah. And, um, and yeah, so it's funny. Cause I, I can't believe I even said that because it's, so not true. There's always something to say. There's always, you know, a story to tell. And um, for me, even now, whether it's whether it's starting with a vibe, whether it's, uh, you know, my producer has a cool track, whether I come in with a title, whether I'm like, this is how I'm feeling today, or even like my friend is going through this. I want to write this because if she's going through it, I've been there. Someone else has been there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think... I feel like the inspiration though, I think the question you're asking in terms of the EP, a lot of that just came from going in the room every, every single time with the intention of writing so that my community could get to know me more, but also so that I can tell these stories in hopes that other people can relate to them. Yeah. So that's what that first EP is about, I would think. Yeah. Well, I was actually, I mean, this is a perfect segue then like going into your, your EP first off, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, Thank you. Uh, 
The one, the one. So I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, every all the listeners and Brian are, are know this very well. I don't listen to lyrics almost at all. <laughs> like my brain, for some reason, like I'll listen and my brain's just like. Nah, he's all melody that's like all the melody yeah, and the music I, that, yeah. that's totally yeah I, but, I get that but I the one that. i i had because like, we, we always listen to uh to the music prior and I, I i listened to your ep like two or three times and for some reason that one immediately i was like "Ooh, that's a good that's a good chorus yeah. lyric i liked it. it which one did you what you didn't say it the one Oh that oh that one. <laughs> so the I one. can't take credit. <laughs> like, that one. The one, you know. Yeah, yeah I, that one. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I didn't write that song. Oh no. Um, so I'm so I, sorry. <laughs> I was pitched that song. Um but that's another special thing about Nashville. I mean, yeah. I am the one and ones before me um are outside cut. And I just heard those songs and was like, I want those to be on my record. I absolutely love them. But (laughs) Shelby Darrell, so Shelby Darrell, Joey Hyde, and Mike Walker wrote The One. And I guess it had been passed around town forever. Um, And I... I heard, I mean, you're talking about the lyrics. That's what it did to yeah. me. I just heard it and was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, I, come yeah. on. I immediately you know? was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, we've all been yeah. the one before the one. We're all at some point going to be the one before the one. It's just, it is so incredibly relatable. And that's so why good. I wanted to cut it. I oh, was like, that's, so I'm, I'm doing that song. But yeah. thank you. I'm glad that you love it. And that's another one when I perform it live that people are like, oh. That's me. I mean, no. that's everyone. Yeah, as you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, another question. Okay. So this is a, a weird aside on this question. So what was the uh, why? Uh, so you know, when people release EPs or you know albums, whatever, you know, there's always the discussion of what to name the album or, or EP. Uh, what what mm-hmm. made you go with the uh, self title? You know, because I mean, I feel like just what I explained to you in terms of writing the record, it just was right. me. It was what I was going through. It was stories I wanted to tell. It was my sound that I felt like was country. It's there's a little bits of California in there. There's the Dwight Yoakam cover. Um, and I just feel like for my, you know, debut EP, I just wanted it to be like, here I am world. Yeah. This is, this is me. This is Grace Lear. And at this moment in time, and I think I'll always look back on on that record and be like, that was me when I was just fresh and new and figuring it out. Yeah. And, you know, this next wave of music coming, I think, is going to be very dif- different, still, still very much me. But, you know, I feel like I'm not trying to box myself in. I feel like I'm I'm trying to you know, get out of my comfort zone and, and try different things and new things and, and bring some other elements into this new wave of music. So I'm oh, excited. Amazing. Ooh, that is exciting. Are you gonna are you gonna just name each album like 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 where you are at that moment? Grace Lear 2.0. <laughs> 3.0. 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Grace Lear part, 3.0. Part do. <laughs> part do <two. laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You're like this so. is where I'm at now. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah, yeah. But that was that that there wasn't. I think that was the main thought behind it. And yeah. we went with my logo as we 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 kind of went back and forth in terms of the cover art too. Because I was like, well, if it's great, there should it be my face? Should it be I don't know something with me? And then we were like, well, no, the logo's sick. And I was like, and that embodied the logo we created because it embodies this woman who is just who are the women that I've always looked up to that are just 
fearless or themselves. It's this girl riding a Bronco and just saying like, here so I am good. and yeah. I am taking life, you know, with my bare hands and I'm just going to ride through it. So that's kind of where that, that logo comes from. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah. so fucking cool. You know, <laughs> I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Cause I'll, I'll send you guys some shirts. I got some extra. Shirts. Don't. Oh, yes, please. Love to. And, and I need to send you guys my, um, my shit beer koozies. I have hot pink koozies that say <gasps> oh, for shit beer only. We'll, we'll get you, we'll get so, you some oh of our God. koozies. Yeah. We have koozies uh, and shot glasses. <laughs> you, have one, you have one right there. Can you grab it? I do. Yeah, uh, we have we a few of these. To... We're about to run out. Oh yes, <laughs> we'll do koozie swap. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. We're about to run out. We're we're doing the Preds uh, the Preds beer fest on on Friday. Amazing. So and, and we usually just Amazing. hand those out like crazy. Yeah, um, I love it. Anyway. I love it. <laughs> so so that actually just brings up an interesting thought that I had. Uh, the, the 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 fact that like the. Like you were talking about the logo, you know, the strong woman on the horse and all that. And then you were talking about mm-hmm. how you grew up with the Shania Twain and Martina. I find it that there is this huge wave of like an incredible, amazing female music right now. And there's a lot of that. And we all grew up with that Shania Twain, mm-hmm. Dixie Chick or Chicks um, era. Do you think there's any relevance there? Do you think growing up with that? instilled something you're like oh man i i could do that i could i could be that you know what i mean like do you think that absolutely yeah absolutely i think those those women that yeah were just unapologetically themselves and you know especially shania going against the grain and and just creating music that hadn't even been created yet and just create making a lane for themselves um was something yeah i just i really looked up to and and then going back to my soccer life, like that being a female athlete is the same way. It's just, it's saying mm. I can, I can go that extra mile. I can, you know, push my body and I can push myself to be the best player that I can be. And I bring a lot of that athlete mentality into the music industry. Um, so I think for me specifically, it's kind of a mixture of both like sports and these strong women, um, idols of mine. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think that, and I want to be that for other women too. I want little girls to look up to me and, and say, you know, if Grace did that, I can too. That's probably my biggest like goal is that yeah. to have these little girls look up to me in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Like a lot of what you do is, it seems like is to inspire others or to, yeah. to care Absolutely. for others. I wonder if that has anything to do with your mom being like a caregiver and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Well, I was actually thinking there's a nice, I thought this the moment you said it, that the correlation between like when you were doing soccer, like being a forward, like always wanting to be the one going for it and attacking, basically yeah. being the striker. As, as, as I'm pretty sure that's the term for it. Yeah. I grew up in Mexico and yeah. I don't know the terms. For Come on, things. Johnny. <laughs> but being a striker and then, yeah, this, like going for your goal, going and working and doing it and wanting to yeah. be that, that person. But then there's also the team, yeah. the team part of it too. And I see that in the music oh, industry yeah. a lot, which oh, is absolutely. like, you know, you have the songwriters, you have, the artist slash songwriter, you have the producer, you have your manager, you have your label, you have your, you know, agent. And it's like, if everybody on the team is staying, you know, doing their role and playing their position to the best of their ability, we're going to win. But if someone is lacking or if someone is not on the same page or if someone is not in it, you know, like doesn't believe in what I'm doing, then there's, 
they're not going to be a good part of the team, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and then I'm kind of, I see myself as the captain um, or the CEO. A lot of people say of this, of our business and saying, standing up to say, this is what we're doing. This is the goal. This is how we're going to get there. Um, or, or I don't know how we're going to get there, but can you help me get there? And that's where I think my, my brain goes still as an athlete um, in, in terms of just chasing these dreams. And I have really big ones. I have a lot that I want to accomplish. And, um, you know, there, there's nights and days where it feels like it's so far away. And then you have like one, again, it's like a game. It's like that game that you're playing and, and 45 minutes in or it's halftime and nothing's happening and no one's scoring. And you're like, this isn't going the right way. And then one thing happens and you're like, Oh my God. All right. We're ahead. Let's go. Let's go. And that's exactly the music industry. You're like dragging your feet. Yeah. You're like dragging your feet. And then all of a sudden that one phone call or that one coffee meeting you took and you're like, Oh my gosh. All right, here we go. Hmm. You know? So it's, it's interesting. That is interesting. It's we've actually had a lot of ex athletes turned musicians or artists Mm -hmm. uh, on, which is interesting, but I think soccer specifically it relates a lot because it's like an endurance game. It is really just like mm-hmm. you run, you yeah. run and run and run and run and run and run until finally you score a goal. Like, and then you get yeah. there. Yeah. And then you get there. I think that's uniquely yeah. built for this industry. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And like, you know, you also can have a really good game and you didn't win, you know, it's like, or I remember, I remember some games when I would get off the field and if I didn't score, but the team won, I'd be like, I'm really happy that the team won, but like, I didn't do my job and it would be this kind of like mental and emotional moment. And you know, that my dad would be like, Hey, you played great. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like I did my best. And Mm. I'm real that I'm really hard on myself as an artist and a performer. Sometimes I get off the stage and I'm like, that sucked. And everyone's like, you were great. It was awesome. And I'm like, but I didn't feel it. You know, like I didn't feel that thing you know like that thing that you feel when you're like yes we nailed it and sometimes you're just like meh that wasn't it <laughs> that's okay yeah so yeah hey, sometimes it's it's somebody else's part of the team to shine at that moment you never know right yeah. that's true yeah. that's very true yeah yeah, yeah. well the team well honestly i feel like this is a a, a beautiful moment to start kind of heading in uh towards the end my friends yeah. are you uh but, are you playing shows yeah, right now same. Are you doing um, any touring? Are you um, I'd like to also hear, well, apart from that, also any new releases too, maybe that are coming up soon. Yeah. So add, add that onto the mix. Yeah. Um, so I just released My Mind's Made Up. Um, that was released, what, oh my gosh, it's July. Was that in April? It's oh my August gosh, I can't right remember. It's August. Yeah. <laughs> when did I release that song? Oh no, <laughs> like, I released oh. it in May. I released it in May. Yep. Um, Oh my gosh, the summer is May just 26. gone. What, it, what what has happened? The summer is gone. Oh, this um, year is so yeah, already released... way beyond what gone. I'm happening? like, oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I released My Mind's Made Up, which honestly has been such a highlight of this year because um, that was, I'm, social media is such a crazy thing. And it was my first song that really connected on on socials. I mean, it just, I, I posted it. I had no plans to release that song and i posted a clip of it um in like april march or april and i was just sitting on my floor lip syncing it and um it like blew up 
And I was like, Amazing. whoa, whoa. And even my team was like, whoa, we're not ready for this. Like this was, oh. it was the demo. <laughs> it was a demo. We were not ready to put it out. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden it, we were like, okay, let's just put it out as a single. And I'm so proud of that because again, going back to being a songwriter, I wrote it with Nick Wayne and Dan Agee and just going back to what it's all about. And I think it show, and again, our conversation saying like people are listening and people want these songs that make them feel something and that, you know, they can connect to and relate to. And that is by far, I mean, the messages and comments that I've received on that song are just have like brought tears to my eyes to know that people have Amazing. just been there or they're going through it and that that song is helping them heal or it's helped them realize like, oh my gosh, I wasn't in love with this person. I was in love with the idea of this person. Yeah. And I think that's something hard to admit, but even harder to admit to yourself. And so that's been really cool this year um, and means a lot to me. So um, we're still really, really pushing that song, you know, kind of seeing how far it's going to go. Um, I have a lot of music that I'm just kind of sitting on and, nice. you know, waiting to see, um, you know, what project that turns into or, or where we go next. And another thing I can't say, and I can't say too much about, but this holiday season is going to be very exciting for me. So um, just keep an eye out for, <laughs> for some, some very new things for me and um, very much um, holiday cheer. So that'll yeah. be, oh. and they're going to come up quick. I mean, I went to home goods yesterday and like Halloween stuff is already out. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, I, this this yeah, city so, in particular, I feel like though puts up, uh, things too quickly but i know it's terrible <laughs> but do you are you playing it's anywhere so soon because we'd love to go see um, you so i have i know so i don't i don't have any tours coming up um i was i was bummed i really wanted to go on like a fall tour as an opener but doesn't look like that's happening but i am i have some local shows coming up i look i'm looking to play i think it hasn't been officially confirmed but i'm supposed to play whiskey jam in a couple weeks um nice. so that'll be really fun i would love doing whiskey jam oh, yeah. um and just probably just some writer rounds around town you know i feel like the artist season is so funny because last year coming you know coming up on the record and and releasing the record i was performing so much and was on tour with logan mize and it was a really great first season of doing that. Um, and now I'm kind of just in my like writer creative mode yeah. where the performing kind of slows down and you're just really focused on like the creating of the project. So hopefully that'll pick up soon because <laughs> nice. I love touring. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll definitely yeah. go, 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 go check you out. That'd be, fr that'd be freaking Dang. awesome. Yeah. And whiskey, yeah. You guys should come to whiskey jam. Whiskey jam's always a blast. I remember, Oh yeah. god! Uh, it was Whiskey like jam gives me anxiety. First or second year I lived, <laughs> lived here, and I like was kind of making friends with with um um uh, what's his name? Yeah, the main dude. Uh, uh, oh Ward? my god, Ward! Ward! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um and I just saw him in Goodlettsville the other day. I don't know if he lives out here, but he was at a pizza place. Oh, we need to have him on. Yeah, yeah he's great. <laughs> That's uh, funny. But anyways, um, I was kind of like making friends with him or whatever. And then someone bailed out or someone couldn't make it. He's like, anyone have a guitar? And I was like, I do. And he's like, go up there and play. And I remember I get up there and I had only been here like a year or a year and a half. And I was oh still real green. And I look out and, you know, it gets packed. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do this yet. <laughs> There's something a little more intense about that I room. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know this story. What the hell? 
hell? Yeah. That's amazing. It was pretty freaky. That's amazing. I've done it again since me and my wife. We have a duo. We we did it. That was Aww, fun. That's amazing. But there is something a little more nerve wracking about that room to me than playing like on a, an actual stage, like at a at a like a festival you or something. Very, Every single face. It is yeah. funny because it's so small, so it's like, and it gets so packed. Yeah. So I mean, it's a ton of people, but and you feel. So, and it's a room that you're only playing a few songs. So you're like, I have this short amount of time mm. to prove myself, yeah. to oh, yeah. um, play my best songs. And also like people just want to have a good time there. So it's like, you, you got to kind of go with your uppity. Yeah. You can't go stuff. with any ballads. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, I mean, you can be maybe so, one, but yeah. Yeah. So it, it's funny. It, it is a tough, it's a tough room, but I hounded Ward when I first moved here. I probably sent him a hundred emails. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and and I was like, please let me play, please let me play. And then finally he he let me play with CJ. Like, it was probably twenty eighteen. He's like, fine, you can play it like the worst slot of the week. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. And um, it was it was really fun, but I'll never forget that first whiskey jam. And I probably that's a, if if I play in a couple of weeks, it'll probably be in my like probably six whiskey jam and oh, it's wow. always so fun cool. yeah. yeah i haven't played i haven't played an outdoor one yet that's what i really want to do with those i love oh, those yeah. summer series when they do it in the uh -huh. parking lot super cool that's, so that would good. be that yeah. would be fun yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really cool well, i guess yeah. uh, when is that oh you said not confirmed yet well when so you it's, it's supposed it, to be we'll august there. 21st so it's it's basically confirmed but august 21st monday whiskey jam uh, i have a lot of new music so i will be playing that at whiskey jam nice. um and I need to get y'all's address so I can send you some merch. Heck yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 21st. Johnny's putting it in the calendar. I won't be here. Yeah. I'm, no, oh, I won't, won't be here. here. I'm going to oh. be in Michigan. Oh, that's okay. Oh, well, we'll we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go visit a different one on a different date. <laughs> no worries. Cool. No worries. Well, okay. Um, well, plugs. let's do plugs and then the last question. I think that was mostly plugs. Oh, I guess what's your uh, yeah, yeah, you know, socials social where people can find handle. you? Oh, all yeah. those things. Yeah, it's all just Grace Lear Music. Um, Grace Lear, L E E R. Um, yeah, Grace Lear Music on all socials. Sweet. Nice. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> we I like to end Got one more question with one last one. final music and bruise question. <laughs> Since we talk so much music, a little bit of bruise, I like to end with another bruise question. So, uh, I'd like to, you to tell us a fun drinking story or a crazy drinking story or something crazy. Oh. We've, had, we've had some good ones. We've had some good ones. No we've pressure, some, though. What? doesn't have to be super. Oh, I want it to be nutty. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I want it to this blow my mind. Nothing I'm illegal. Nothing illegal. No, well, we've had well, some. Hard. We have oh, had I, I did forget to. I did forget to plug my cookbook, which I have a cookbook. It's free. What? It's on my website, oh. gracelear.com. It's called Taste with Grace, and I put Great it out name. with my EP. And speaking of drinks, well, you're saying a drinking story, but there is um, one of my favorite cocktails, and it's a dirty martini. Um, mm. And that cocktail is in there. Um, oh my gosh. Well, okay. 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 Actually, I will tell a story that's based off of my song, Broader Girl. Did you guys listen to Broader Girl? Yeah. Yes. So uh, that whole, whole song is true. Don't even know. Um, I, again, don't even know any of the lyrics, but I did listen it, to it many it's times. Yeah. <laughs> it's so at a bar story... and waiting for a guy to come and then the... Oh yeah. He, so brought, he, a, he brought a girl. girl. No, it's a party that I threw Parts. for my friends and it's a full true story. So here is my drinking story. 
Um, I threw this party for this guy um, that I was, that kind of been like off and on with. We, everybody at the party knows like me and this guy are, you know, kind of off and on and, and we're like a thing. I'm so excited for this party. I've gotten all like, it's all set up. I got my cute dress on. I brought, got his favorite beer, which is Miller Lite. Um, and I brought my boxed wine, which uh, I don't really drink anymore, but at the time I drank boxed wine. Um, <laughs> so I have my box of wine. I have his favorite beer, which is Miller Lite. And um, he walks in the door to the party and he brought a girl. Oh. And it was this kind of like, oh, wow. No. So what did I proceed to do at the party to numb the pain? I proceeded to drink because that just makes everything better. Well, my roommate and best friend, Kelsey, who's upstairs, she was at the party with me too. And the second verse of the song is probably my favorite because it's fully true. The girl um, was very sweet. And it was one of those situations where it's like, it's no one's fault. This just sucks. Like, this sucks. It's awkward. I'm watching them together. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stupid, whatever. And she ends up, coming over to me and my roommate and talking and we're being very nice. And my roommate goes, Oh my gosh. So how did you guys meet? And the girl's like, and I'm nudging my roommate. Like, why did you just ask her that? Cause then she's going on and on and on. And I had him yeah. she likes him. And oh I'm just my God. drinking my box wine. <laughs> so I get me out of here. But that's probably a funny drinking story. That's like, and a fun fact about that song, the music video, if you watch the music video, um, going back to authenticity, I was like, well, if we're going to make a music video for my debut single, Brought a Girl, we have to go back and recreate the story. So we went back to the house that I threw the party at no. originally. Wow. All the same, all the same people that were at, basically all the same people that the rat party are in the music video. The guy, the too? guy in the music video is the guy who oh, brought a girl. No way. Uh, the girl is the girl is not the girl. Um, but Matt uh, McGann, who's uh, a good friend of mine, and now we're just friends. So it had, enough time had passed to where I was like, hey, do you want to be in the music video? And he was like, no, okay, whatever. And it was, ended up being really, really fun. But um, that was, it was a good time. But yeah, that's that's a funny drinking story where you just have to get through the evening. And hilarious. Alcohol Relatable. helps sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> or it makes it worse. It makes it better yeah, or it could have worse. Yeah. That could have yeah. took a crazy turn where you like start fighting the girl. <laughs> and then or I something. slapped the shit out of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's good. It could have been. We got worse. through it. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah. Well, oh thank you, Grace. This has been yeah. a lot of thank fun. You. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for having me and, and taking your evening to chat with me. I appreciate it. Oh, we think we 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 think the opposite. We're where, where we are <laughs> super uh, honored that you took the evening for us. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, next time I see you guys, we will we will share a beer and I'll be back on deal on the on the hooch on the train yeah, yeah. on the train. What do they say? You say off the wagon. So I'll uh, be I'll be on, on the wagon. wagon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fell wagon. off the wagon. Yeah. Get to, yeah. Hop on, on back. On get the back wagon. on the wagon. Man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks well. So much. Yeah. Well, we'll you, see you soon. We'll definitely come visit uh, one of your shows and yeah. make sure yeah. that, that we Love hang it. out. But uh, all right, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Let me know about like sharing this on socials and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Just keep me posted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, no, no. Cool. We're just going to not tell you, and it's just going to be secret. <laughs> just don't tag me. Don't yeah, yeah. Shoot. We're just going to no like, yeah, we'll just throw it out there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> just random girl. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. All right. Okay. Good night. Uh, <laughs>
Uh, Man, she was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yes. She didn't say on things. Yeah, super cool. And I, and I like, too, that, you know, the um, her her outlook on it where it's like, I'm doing this for for others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she was like, you know, I, I want to put these songs out there to connect other people because maybe there's someone that needs to hear it. I think that yeah. that mentality of like doing this for others is, is a great mentality other than like making yeah. it all about yourself. Especially cause also like, like somebody that thinks like that there, there's some issues sometimes where you're like, do you think you have the voice of, of that people need to hear where she has a couple songs that other people wrote has, she has a cover oh, and she's yeah, like, uh-huh. that's, that's like, it's, 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 songwriters that's some sometimes i feel like that's one of the biggest downfalls is that you're like well i didn't write it so yeah no but it's like she, no sometimes yeah. just somebody else wrote something that you didn't think of and you're like yeah, and she wants yes. to portray that absolutely for others, for she others is yeah. the, the artist to the, the songwriter yeah. yeah i like that it's oh, super cool yeah and then her background you know what I, I was gonna she brought it up which i'm glad but I was I was gonna let it go, but I think the the being a athlete thing is really interesting because because we've had multiple athletes yeah. turn like Manny Blue, was, Manny Blue uh, is a good one, the UFC fighter. We've had a few that um you know they had an injury or you know they used to play sports and then switched. I think that is interesting. There's something about athletes and that mentality. Well, of, you need it. Uh, you know what's really interesting is um <clears throat> in in when I was in in college, uh, I actually had uh. One of my teachers say that some of the highest hiring, like like like, or the the highest like like higher rates is through the the music school, even if it's not for a music position. Oh, really? Because it takes so much tenacity to study music, to do music. The same with with like like you can't you can't uh like like with music as well as with sports, you can't uh what do you call it? cramp. Yeah. You can't cram for a oh, test. Right. You uh-huh. can't cram for an interview. You either did it long term or you didn't do it at all. Yeah. And that and that's where music and, and, and the athleticism like the practice. Yeah. Like, like you, you have must to be practicing. Can't you just can't show up. Yeah. You can't practice for an hour before and be like, I'm good to go, bitch. Like like no. Like if you're doing a hard set piece or or doing soccer, which is yeah. run run Into for, drills, for ninety go, minutes, yeah, yeah. you don't stop running. Yeah, you can't just go on the the pitch and do it. Yeah. yeah. The pitch. Good job, Johnny. Look Thank you. you. I don't even know if that's correct or that's not. That's right. Okay. That's I what did you it. would call the soccer field, the pitch. I did it. Fun. I watched oh, I watched I Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh but yeah, that's that's where that correlation I feel like exists and it's a it's a, it's really interesting. And, and and that's what I meant with the music school hiring is uh People that do music school or just do music in general, like you have to practice and that that will inform the rest of your life, you know? It's like, true. Like just that that the constantly practicing. Yeah. Yeah. It will. Fun. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. And hopefully amazing. we do get to see her. Um and, Oh, we will. And y'all go to Whiskey Jam. Whether go to see her. Yeah, but if you can't, just go to Whiskey Jam. It's a lot of it's fun. a it's a it, that is Nashville. I feel like in a bottle. I've seen so I've seen David Nail. I don't know if you know who that is. I saw John Party there Ooh, before really? he was like super big. I saw, um, technically I saw Miranda Lambert there, but she wasn't playing. I saw her across the street. I saw Jelly Roll, who's like super famous now. Yeah. Um, before anyone knew who he was, so like you see that is like the 
up and coming stage. Yeah, it's, the, it's super the, cool. If you see somebody there, they're they're on the right track. Oh yeah. So and and like <clears throat> and like Grace, like she she's played there six times already. I mean, she's on she's on the right. I mean, she was on American Idol. She yeah. she's good. She's on her way. Yeah, she's gonna be killing it. So make sure you check out her music and um, you know what? Check out our stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna be releasing music super soon. That's as well. right, uh, we are. Uh, Believe it or not, <clears throat> despite all our insanity and drinking, we actually do write very well. Pretty good music. Yeah, we do. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of every music. once in a while. We have a lot of good music coming out. Um, on my side, on Brian's side, as well as Kayla releasing something soon, yeah, so which is I, produced by Brian. Yeah, I'm helping produce um, a project for Kayla, uh, my wife. So that's re- going to be released under Kayla, K-I-L-A. And Johnny, you have your uh, yeah, project. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to decide if I've settled on JRV, but I think I will. JRV is cool. And that's more um, lo-fi, lo-fi, instrumental, stuff. syncing stuff. It's, uh, you know enjoyable just chill music yeah for good for studying or yep. um making love to your woman or making i'm making that sexy music <laughs> <laughs> uh but then also we i have so many uh tracks that we're going to be releasing with other artists soon too so keep an eye out for that yes. as well as make sure to ch- uh go on all our socials uh instagram facebook uh we don't really Twitter, which is not existent anymore. We, we don't X. <laughs> we don't anymore. X, bro. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we will. But uh, TikTok will be the new one to go check out. So music and brews on there, and yeah, and uh, reels because we're starting a new, a new series. Yeah, which will be really fun. It's a nice short. We might be doing some. Uh, we'll be doing some longer versions of these on on the YouTube's. But that's right. We got a lot coming. Yeah, get ready, get ready, because we're gonna. Slap you across the face with some shit. Wow, what? I'm gonna no, take a shit be... and then slap him with what the no. fuck? Why would you? <laughs> with some content? Con. Ah, I got nothing. Uh, no, we got a lot of content that we're gonna hit you guys with. So we're super pumped and excited. That's right. And we just can't hide it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I want you. Do I you want you? <laughs> You're the fucking worst. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Johnny, bro. Oh, so did you see all this work that I'm doing back? I, uh, yeah, it looks terrible. Oh, that's rude. (laughs) God damn it. Is it? No, I'm fucking joking. It does look good, but it's a bunch of dirt and and gravel right now. It's not much happening. Uh huh. You know, there, there will be, I'm going to. A, a building. That's where we're building the new music yeah, and new, new music and brews studio. Yeah, blueprint studio. Blueprint studio. St- blueprint studios where music and brews will be recorded. Yes, and it's gonna be a legit thing right now. But right now it is just dirt. There, you know, there's no walls, there's yeah. no roof, there's no doors, there's no floor. Wait, I know. Well, it's almost but it as needs if. A floor. Yeah, but it's almost right now. It's just dirt. Like if I, I had. Tore Tore up the floor. (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to. God, I hate it, but I'm going with it. Because, but, but I didn't know if you were going to do past tense or present tense. (laughs) That's what killed me. I was like, tear up. Oh, okay. Uh, So wait. So you're saying that if we had built something there, now it would have been as if I had (laughs) tore up the floors. Cheers! <laughs>